Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. I'm your host, Sky Guasco. You are listening to the Candlestick Kids Fantasy Football Podcast. Please follow us on Instagram at fantasyfootball underscore TCKpod and on Twitter at TCK underscore pod. You can find all of our rankings and multiple articles at TCKpod.com. We've got a lot to cover, so let's get into it. Everybody, what's up? Welcome back to the TCK Pod. I am Dweez Nuts, all Z's, no S's. Sometimes my name's on the screen, sometimes it's not. I'll cue. I don't know how to work this machine, so I guess no. I guess you can't. I guess you can't see that shit for now. Maybe we'll figure it out later. This yeah. is TCK Pod episode three hundred and seventy-seven. I've never gotten that number right as long as I've been hosting with this guy, which is not a very long time, but uh, it's a it's a point of pride that I get it wrong every time. Today, I'm joined by a very special guest. You already know who this motherfucker is because he is everywhere. He's everywhere uh, on the internet. His name is Laquan Jones, LQ himself. Yes, sir. Real Deal Fantasy Headquarters. How are you, man? Welcome to the show. How how did our booking agent get you on here? You're so fucking hyped these days. He uh he paid me a beer. That's how I'm here. Uh, that's, <laughs> that's usually the tower I behind you. I like it. We're yeah. gonna drink all of them. We're gonna drink the whole tower today. <laughs> that's usually how that goes, yeah. man. <laughs> uh, before we get started, because I'm gonna forget to do it later on. Um, if there's anybody watching this now or later, first of all, subscribe, hit the bell, notify, whatever you do. Like I don't know, I don't care. Um, but uh, for those people. Just tell them, tell them where to find you, why they should bother to go find you, uh, what they're going to get if they become a member of your Wolf Pack over there at Real Deal. Hey, man, you're going to you're going to see me, you know, having a good time on your feed. You're going to see me drinking a couple beers with a couple friends in the industry. Mm-hmm. And you're going to see, uh, you know, just overall, you're just going to get some fire content, man. You're just going to get stats. You're gonna, not going to get punched in the head know beat down with a whole bunch of numbers but you're just going to get the real and that's kind of in the name real deal fantasy you know what i mean i'm not gonna sugarcoat anything if this guy sucks he sucks you're gonna hear about it and you're gonna hear why he sucks as well so i got a lot to back it up but you know that's about it look man you say you're not gonna beat them down with numbers that's sort of my thing i beat people down with numbers. <laughs> what are you talking shit already we just fucking got started on this show. maybe that's why there are zero people watching this live right now I I've never seen zero people watching your shit live. So oh my God. I guess I could learn a lesson. Less numbers. <laughs> just more real shit. I hear you. Listen, all you got to do is put your character into it, man. And you definitely got to put your character more into I have it. No, I have no character. I'm bland. I've been told that I'm a very boring person to be around. My wife tells me all the time. Bro, you shot seven shots on live stream. Like, that is legendary. We can, we can top that tonight. Let's get it going real quick. <laughs> I'm talking back to back. 
I'm oh yeah, like, Houston. look, it's it's like a fucking Wednesday night. I can't do that shit. Exactly. I got work. Kids got school. I got to get up in the morning. But I am going to do some work under this little bottle of Jack here. There we go. There we go. Before we're done. All right. So today's show, this is a stat rat episode. So I do these stat rat episodes where I just fucking puke numbers at people for a while because I think there's some value in puking numbers. No, there at is. People. There is. Don't let, me, don't let me knock you off again. I'm just saying what I provide. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. You're right. What I like about your shit, like, is there's so you do so many short things. Like, it's, it's fucking like three minute clips all the time. You have longer shows that you do sometimes, but like, if I'm taking a shit, I could watch four of your videos and learn something and then go back to work or whatever the hell I'm doing. Yeah. I appreciate that. Yeah, that's good. That's like, that's really good that you say that because I wanted to do it more often. Like I took a break from it. Cause like, I don't know. I didn't really feel like, you know, people were getting that much information or I was given too little, but now that you said that, like you can get all the juice of, you know, what you really need to hear in the little two to three minute clips. And then, Hopefully I bring them to the full episode because some people attack me because like they don't watch the full episode. It says watch the full episode, you know, at the bottom of it. Like, dude, relax. Just watch the full episode and you'll see entirely of what I'm talking about. Nobody's got time for the full episode. I know I've never done a fantasy show shorter than 90 minutes. And that's why people don't listen. But uh, it doesn't matter. It's fun. It's more fun that way. Exactly. I feel like, you know, those are the core guys that will watch the 90 minutes. But the casual people, they'll probably have like 10 minutes max in them, if that, on like a Saturday or a Sunday. Like during the week, I'm expecting only, you know, um, a minute or maybe two minutes of their time. So I'll man. tell you what, though, the the way you've been going this offseason, man, I've, I'm seeing uh, Hitman on there from the footballers. Yeah. I don't know who else. Y'all these fucking big ass names on the show. I don't know what you're paying them to get on. But like I watch those whole shows. Nothing. I mean, I, I I absolutely love those guys, man, jumping on with me, giving the opportunity. I don't know what it was, but as soon as COVID hit, man, like a switch went in my head, like, I got to pick it up, man. I got I got to start, you know, going into overdrive. And that's really all it's been. It's just been me just grinding it out. And, like, now I'm trying to, like, protect my time. I'm trying to, like, figure out, like, how I'm going to just be more organized and not overwhelmed now. But there's more coming, man. I just got to say that. There's more coming. I just saw I just saw you post on Instagram some swag. I might have to get my hands on some of your fucking branded swag out there. Buy some coasters or some shit. I don't know who sells coasters, but you know you do, and I'm gonna buy them because. Uh, <laughs> oh man, I, I, that, those are definitely stickers. But now I'm gonna oh. make coasters now. <laughs> Give me some coasters, man. I got my beer sitting on my desk out here. Yeah. It's gonna leave a ring. We don't want a I, fucking ring. I'm looking at a whole bunch of rings on this glass table right now. Kind oh, of good. Off. <laughs> get you some goddamn, get you some real deal coasters coming to an internet store near you. We should some probably point. get into the content here at some yeah. point. It I is mean, Wednesday. We always, go, it is on. Wednesday we always night. go on. We always go on for like 10, 20 minutes without well, fantasy. You're, you're good people, man. You're good there people. You go. They're few and far between good people. So when mm-hmm. I get an opportunity, um, I, I jump at it. Okay, so here's what we're talking about today, okay? Uh, all I said to you is I said, hey, pick a rookie from last season, so a second-year player this season. I don't mm-hmm. care the position, um, and I want you to I want you to find a guy that people are wrong about, okay? So somebody yeah. who either, either the world is high on, the fantasy world is high on, that you don't think they should be, or vice versa, that, that people are dogging and fading that they absolutely should not be doing. 
and bring some statistical arguments. This is a stat rat show, so bring some statistical arguments that support us, that sort of support your decision, your your position, um, and help maybe sway some people's minds. It turns out we both picked rookie running backs, uh, and we're gonna we're gonna hit you with a lot of numbers. I know you love the numbers. We just talked about that. We're gonna hit you with a lot of numbers, uh, and hopefully change some minds today because people are. People are wrong a lot. The whole point of this series on the TCK pod, the Stat Rat series LQ, is that there's a lot of people in a lot of leagues that look at, you know, where did a guy finish last season? And yeah. that's my only that's the only metric I'm gonna use for deciding where to where to draft a guy, how to value a guy. And that should not be the way. Yeah, that's very dangerous. That's that's very dangerous. And I think, you know, we get fooled sometimes. There's Plenty of guys that will end up going way too high just based off of what they saw last year. Example, Tyler Higby. Example, Kieran Johnson. All these names, like, you really liked how they finish. They finished that, you know, said number, and it's like, it's probably not going to happen next year because things are moving around, different situations, or that player only popped off because said player was injured. You know what I mean? Something like. Special. How about David Montgomery last year finishing RB four, five, whatever it was, because yeah. he had four games with multiple touchdowns at the end of the year. That's it. But people are going to draft that motherfucker. Um, and I'm going to laugh all the way to the bank. Yeah, but, I'm uh, going to laugh all the way to the bank, too, because that's if you look at those last six games, man, it's look at their defensive rankings. That's right there. Trash. The worst six teams in the league. Also, as a Bears fan, I'll tell you that Bill Lazor calling the plays made a difference. Matt Nagy yeah. just took that back. He just decided he was going to call plays again. So yep. I'm I'm burning all my Andy Dalton shares that I just picked up. <laughs> Hopefully you really didn't. <laughs> just real quick about Andy Dalton. Like all offseason long, I've been saying I want the Bears to sign Andy Dalton. I think he was the perfect signing for the situation. Uh-huh. I've gotten a lot of shit as a Bears fan once he was signed, but that's who I wanted. Like we couldn't afford Russell Wilson if we got him. Like for money, yeah. a five million dollar cap hit on a ten million dollar one year contract. That's the best quarterback we could have possibly hoped for. Okay. Yeah, that is true. I mean, it is what it is. What it is. But I've know. seen a lot of people saying they wanted Andy Dalton until they actually got Andy Dalton. Then it's kind of like, damn, we're starting the season off with Andy Dalton. I'm happy. Better than Nick Foles, better than Mitchell Trubisky. Uh, yeah, that's the argument that you can literally push in everybody's face. Is better than what we have or had. So, yeah, more yeah. power to you, man. I say, I say, look, all we needed as a, the Bears have never been a quarterback friendly team, right? All we've yeah. ever needed as a team was a quarterback that won't lose you games single handedly. Yeah. I think yeah. Andy Dalton can be that. So I'm excited, yeah. but but he's not a topic of our show. Let's get on with the topic of our show. It's my show. Okay, I'm the host. So I'm going to go first, if that's yeah, okay with you. I mean, that's I should ask. Fine. That's fine. All right, good. Full Shut up for a minute. <laughs> Just start shutting the fuck up already. Um, <laughs> my second-year player that I'm going to talk about is a running back, um, and it's J.K. Dobbins. I'll tell you right out of the gates. It's J.K. Dobbins. And and look, there's a, a bunch of these guys, Jonathan, Jonathan Taylor. You got fucking Antonio Gibson. You got – um, DeAndre Swift, you got mm-hmm. CEH. He's actually falling pretty hard, but these guys are being valued relatively high um, in a lot of drafts for good reason. It was a really good class. Um, some running backs came out, made some waves pretty early. But uh, I think I think J.K. Dobbins is getting a little bit disrespected, at least right now in the offseason. I expect his 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 stock to rise a little bit moving into draft season. But right now, look, here's some ADPs, okay? 
Uh, on fantasy calculator, he's going running back 19. Uh, for the for the high dollar money, the NFFC, he's at running back 16 right now. So that tells you a little bit about, hey, the guys who are paying attention are valuing him a little bit better. But um, auction leagues, he's going for like seven bucks, running back 19 on my fantasy league. Uh, he's going behind guys like DeAndre Swift, Antonio Gibson, David Montgomery, Josh Jacobs, James Robinson. All these guys are going ahead of him in all these leagues. And I'll tell you right now uh, that none of those guys should be drafted before J.K. Dobbins. I have lots of reasons, okay, lots of reasons. My favorite thing to do all offseason LQ is talk about coaching changes because I think the coaches are the most important thing in fantasy football. And a couple years ago, uh, Greg Roman went to the Baltimore Ravens, and I was fucking yelling it from the rooftops that Greg Roman was going to turn Mark Ingram or whoever was on that team into a fucking stud because Greg Roman is the best run game friendly OC in the history of professional football. Ooh. I have proof. I have nice. proof. Okay. <laughs> um, since I've been alive and now I'm, I'm almost 40 years old. Okay. Mm-hmm. Since I've been alive, only one offensive coordinator has taken any team to over 3000 rushing yards, only one guy. And it's Greg Roman. He did it twice in a row last two seasons in Baltimore. I know a lot of people are going to say it was all Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson ran like crazy. Um, that's, that's just not necessarily the case. Yeah. You had three guys on the team that had more than five yards per carry. You had three guys on the team with at least 125 carries. You had three guys on the team with at least six rushing touchdowns. All three of the guys on this team, that's Dobbins, Gus Edwards, and Lamar Jackson were really valuable last season. And Mark Ingram was still there. Um, if you look at Greg Roman's history, he has now had what, uh, I don't know, fucking seven teams. He's been OC of seven teams in his career. He's never finished outside the top nine in rush attempts. He's finished three, seven, three, nine, two. And over the last two seasons, the number one team in rush attempts. He's never finished outside of the bottom four in pass attempts. Yeah, 31st, 31st, 32nd, 29th, 31st, and the last two seasons, dead-ass last in pass attempts. And he's never finished outside the top eight in rushing production. That's yards per game. He finished eight, four, three, four, and over the last three seasons in a row, his team was the number one um, rushing yardage-producing team in the league. It's all he does. He doesn't want to throw. It was a perfect hire for Lamar Jackson. People say that Baltimore doesn't throw it because Lamar can't throw. But the actual fact is, coach, <laughs> Baltimore doesn't throw it because Greg Roman doesn't think throwing a fo- the forward pass should ever have been invented. Okay, exactly. He's a run first, second, third, fourth kind of guy. So if you can get a running back on this team, great. Any one of them. I just drafted Gus Edwards in the nineteenth round in a startup. I think that's the best value there fucking is. I mean, I know he's not the starter, but it doesn't matter. He's going to give uh, you seven hundred yards. Yeah, and he's gonna score six fucking touchdowns. He's uh, gonna go over. Not take that. <laughs> gonna go over five yards a carry. I don't know. I'm I'm happy that he fell to me. I'm very yeah. happy. Look, Mark Ingram's gone this year. Last year there were uh, what eight games last season where Mark Ingram basically didn't play. He had five snaps or less in eight games. Okay, yeah. so if you just look at those eight games. Um, you can kind of look at what the Dobbins and Gus Edwards split was, and that'll give you a little bit of an idea. Uh, of what might happen this year. They were all toward the end of the season, so Dobbins kind of got his feet under him. But uh, Mm -hmm. Dobbins was in there 55% of the snaps in those eight games. 
to 36% for Gus Edwards. Only nine backs in the league had better than a 55% snap share. It's just not a thing that you see very often. So I'm happy with that number. Dobbins had 22 red zone attempts in those games to Gus Edwards, 10. If we remember when Mark Ingram finished running back eight in 2019, it was all based on red zone work, touchdowns from inside the red zone. Um, so, so good things for him. They are in that split for the, so for the people saying it's going to be a 50, 50 split, it's just not going to be a 50, 50 split, maybe a 55 to 35, um, split snap split. And I'm totally happy with that. Uh, And then we just look at the the raw numbers that JK Dobbins put up. Okay. On, on the season. Remember he didn't play much for the first half of the season. So we're going to look at averages. We're not going to look at a lot of totals, but he had the fifth most touchdowns from inside the five yard line uh, of anybody in the league. He had seven of them. Okay, Um, that's, by the way, seven touchdowns from inside the five out of eight attempts. That's 88 percent, which is an unheard of number. James Robinson was better last year. He was five for five, but nobody else could touch 88 percent. I mean, seven out of eight is fucking if you can do if you can hit 55 percent, that's successful over the course of your your career. Eighty eight percent is stupid. From weeks um, 14 on, he had 52% of his red zone, his team's red zone rushing carries. That includes Lamar's number as well. Only nine backs had higher than that percentage over the season. So I'm really happy with him getting the chance inside the red zone. In fact, if, you know, if you follow this kid in college and watch them coming out, that's what everybody said. Like, he'll be great inside the red zone. That's what he'll do. Yeah. Well, he was, right? And he's going to continue Limited to Unlike CEH. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, the exact fucking polar opposite of CEH. Um <laughs> Some other stats here. Look, six yards per carry. That was the best in the league for running backs. Kyler and Lamar were a little bit better at 6.2 and 6.3, but they're fucking quarterbacks, guys. 3.1 yards in the league for Dobbins before contact, second best in the league, and that tells you what Greg Roman's scheme does, okay? There are eight men in the box on every play against the Baltimore Ravens, and he went 3.1 yards before contact on average over over the season. That is stupid. Those blocking schemes Greg Roman puts together are insane. Then he went 2.9 yards um, per carry after first contact, which is second best in the league, only behind Ronald Jones. I don't know why Ronald Jones leads that category, but he does. Um, If you remove all of Dobbins' long carries, like his over 10-yard carries, he's still at a 5.4 yards uh, per carry per clip uh, number, which is best in the league regardless of position. 8.2% 8.2% breakaway run weight rate, which is first in the league. That's carries over 15 yards. Let's not forget that it is pro day. This big beefy man ran a 4-3-2. He's got breakaway speed, and he showed it. 8.2% of his carries went for more than 15 yards. 6.7% touchdown rate, third best in the league behind Kamara, and I won't say who the other guy is. And um, 2.1 yards, 2.18 yards created per touch third best in the league. Okay. All that, all those numbers that I just fucking spewed at you, you yeah. might've fallen asleep, but my conclusion is this, my conclusion is this of all those rookies that, that are, are uh, being drafted highly this year or the second, second year guys being drafted highly this year. Yeah. I think JK Dobbins is a better running back than Jonathan Taylor or James Robinson. And I think he's in a much Ooh. better situation than Deandre yeah. Swift or Antonio Gibson, um, put, put that together. He has a better chance of any of those guys, any of those guys finishing inside the top five. He's certainly going to finish higher than David Montgomery and Josh Jacobs, non-second year guys going higher than him. My projections, did I ever put my projections up there? Here, 
They can crawl on the screen. You can see his 2020 stats. You can see my projections. 1,200 total yards, okay? I only gave him 186 carries, so I was a little bit stingy there. Only 29 receptions because that's not his forte. But he's going to go 1,200 yards. Uh, He's going to score 13 touchdowns. Uh, He's going to finish RB7, which is a lot higher than 16 where he's been drafted. Did I convince you? Yeah, I mean, you convinced me on the scoring opportunity. You definitely convinced me on him being able to – crunch those yards his yards per carry cannot be ignored but my my worry overall is we're gonna see a repeat of what we saw last year where he finished i think it was like rb 17 18 or yeah where did he finish last year he finished 16 last season 16 yeah yeah i think that's a that that's where i'm feeling like it's a ceiling because we all know gus edwards is going to get that 700 yards because he's done it back to back seasons yeah. regardless of who's in front of him or behind him he's going to get 700 yards and that think that's what kind of peels me back with dobbins getting that you know close to 1k and then he's going to be leaning on just to live off those touchdowns which I'm not mad at, like you said, his scoring opportunity is there. He's going to be a red zone monster. And Lamar Jackson, people like get that confused. He's not really like a Josh Allen that's going and getting those rushing touchdowns because just Josh Allen has more rushing touchdowns than Lamar Jackson. Yeah. Saying it out loud just sounds crazy as hell to me, but it, it's true. He's it's not size, really that man. Guy. He's a big dude. Lamar's exactly. not that big guy. Exactly. So he knows to stay off that goal line because that's not his forte. So that's where I see J.K. Dobbins living and breathing. And those 13 touchdowns are definitely doable. I might think he might get more than that. He might, you know, go way more than that. And then you can end up seeing him creep into that top five, you know, conversation because him finishing RB7, that's like the same thing that, you know, Mark Ingram did finishing RB8, you know, when he was the guy. So definitely doable, man. You definitely sold me on that. And so, so the argument, you know, that Gus Edwards is going to get his 700 is totally valid on 31 teams in the league. It's a valid concern on 31 teams in the league. But it is not a valid concern for a, uh, a Greg Roman offense because he, he that team is going to rush for 3,200 yards. So yeah. 700 is a small chip off that block. Give another 1,000 of those um, to over Lamar. to your boy Lamar. That leaves 3,200 <laughs> yards. There's no other team in the league where one a back, a back can get 700 and somebody else is still going to be fine. This yeah. is the only situation where that works. It makes um, sense. That's why, that's why coaches are important, man. That's why coaches that are true. All right. That was a lot of talking. I'm going to take, I don't know, two shots maybe. <laughs> I'll crush this beer. Normally, normally, I do these stat wraps by myself so I can just fucking keep going on and on and on and on. So I, you know, I, I apologize I didn't stop to let you talk, right? I guess I should have stopped to let you yeah. weigh in. I was listening, taking it in, and you definitely sold me because I, I was one of those guys that wasn't really a J.K. Dobbins believer. But – Again, his ADP might shoot up. It might get too expensive for my taste. I mean, I'm not really feeling the J.K. Dobbins, you know, mid-second round. I'm not really feeling that type of situation of going into the draft, you know, redraft that I'm talking about, you know. Yeah. You know, obviously me, my formula is running back. Not saying it's the best formula, but him being my RB2, it could work out, you know what I mean? But there's other options there where I'd rather take. I'm looking I'm looking at Dobbins um... – Mid to late second round is about where I'd I'd be happy taking him, which you don't really have to take him that high, at least not right now. Like he's going mid to late late third, which I'm very happy with. Let me ask you this question. I know you're not going to talk about this guy, but I do want to do just a little thing on on Jonathan Taylor right now. Okay, so Jonathan Taylor is going to the back end 
of the first round in dynasty startups. I imagine it's going to be roughly redraft. the same the same spots for redraft as well. He's a uh, um, one ten through one twelve right now in redraft. Okay, so so what's your take? Like, do you buy into Jonathan Taylor being a stud? Are you concerned with Marlon Mack coming back to this team? Is that a laughable question? What are you thinking? Uh, you remember Miles Sanders hype train where he was going at 110, 111, 112? Yeah, same. <laughs> same thing. That's exactly same. what's going to happen. Kenyon Drake was coming right out of that 201, even 112. Same thing. Same thing, man. It's definitely going to be a huge disappointment because Frank Wright hates fantasy football. He loves Marlon Mack. The Colts have this man crush on Marlon Mack. Like, kudos to him for, you know, back-to-back 1,000-yard seasons. He just can't stay healthy. So, yes, it is a real concern. It's not laughable. Marlon Mack's there to play. And I definitely think a lot of people are going to be, you know, a little pissed off because Marlon Mack's going to be a little bit too involved. And also you have to worry about Naeem Hines, who's going to be on the third. And he's seen a hell of a lot of targets. So don't be surprised you see him in the red zone either where you want JT become fantasy relevant just to put in that one touchdown. It's going to be Naeem Hines or it might be Marlon Mack. You never know. That's uh, that's, o- that's OG Wolf back there. NC yeah. State, maybe. I think that's yeah. what they do there. Um, yeah, so this is a situation where if Marlon Mack goes six, 700 yards like Gus Edwards, there's real concern about oh, the yardage yeah. left over for this guy. Okay, I agree with you. I'm not I, – I, li- I love watching him go that high because that means somebody better is falling to me. Yeah, but. exactly. That's all that it is. That's – I'll go ahead and take somebody else at that position because I learned – well, not that I learned my lesson, but I literally watched what happened with the Miles Sanders hype. And I literally was killing that hype train all August, all July actually, trying to like, yo, chill out, relax. Okay, here you go. And then the egg's on everybody's face. But moving on. Now I am <laughs> back on the Miles Sanders hype train. Oh, now 20, he's at a reasonable price. He's at a great price right now. I'll take him. Yep, give me him. <laughs> I think he's going to be a goddamn stud. This is again goes to the this goes to the coaching changes things. Shane Steichen's coming in here, and he's going to fucking make him the man on this team. Watch oh, it yeah. happen. All right. Um, so you've got a rookie happens to be a running back. I might have said his name once or twice here that you want to tell us a little bit about. Yeah, man. Uh, up, man. Man. So this guy, I I really was on the fence about. I definitely like the offseason move so far, you know, for him being safe. But DeAndre Swift, mm. okay, he finished RB18 last year, which is, you know, great. It's a good situation for him. And I definitely like them bringing in Anthony Lynn as the new head offensive coordinator. His history, you know, I would say he has overall a good running back system, being that, you know, we saw it, you know, over there in uh, L.A. So he likes the one-two punch. And I definitely think, you know, we can see that one-two punch with Williams and Swift, but Swift obviously being the one A, Swift being the, you know, the gold mine, the guy that you want to have and own. So the thing is, we saw it with Lynn where he had Eckler finish RB4, Gordon RB23. Now, a lot of people don't understand in 2019 that Gordon actually held out and still ended up being a top 25 running back some way, somehow. Now, 2018, it was kind of flip-flop. We had Melvin Gordon finish RB8, Eckler RB25, and that was like before we actually – could really see Eckler being that PPR monster that we all know he is. So I definitely like the one-two punch. You're going to get, you know, your 1A in that situation, which is Swift here to be the offensive weapon that we all love and, you know, try to compare. You know, so the thing is we're not expecting Alvin Kamara, you know, production out of Swift. That's just not realistic to actually think. 
but we could possibly see a 2.0 of Eckler, just a small lesser version. Cause I'm not comparing the talents. I'm just comparing the system here to where yeah. this guy could be utilized like the other guy. So I definitely like, you know, the comparison between Swift and Eckler, if we can get that, that's great. Eckler sold 90 targets. If we can get Swift to get up there with 90 targets and have like 700, 800 yards, whatever, that's fine. That's cool. I'll deal with that. That's a top 15. That's actually, you know, inside the top 12 of, you know, with him over 90 targets catching at least, 75 to 85% of that, which can possibly happen. Swift is actually good at catching the passes out of the backfield. He only had seven drops. So that's nothing like I'm really too worried about in that department. I know he's going to see those targets. I know he's going to be able to eat, and I know he's able to, you know, have that breakaway speed as well. But at 212, my only, you know, concern here, I kind of want him to put on a little bit more weight to be able to break those tackles, to evade those tackles. That's not something that I really saw, you know, on tape. And the numbers actually show you that he's not really the guy to take a hit and bounce off of you and keep going. But he was ranked 13th in, you know, running back targets, like we spoke before with 57. You know, that is not terrible. It's not great. It's middle of the pack. So goal line, he had five attempts, three touchdowns. That's back to what you were saying, you know, with J.K. Dobbins with his 88%. I kind of like, you know, swift ability within inside the five, you know, having that goal line duty. But the small concern about me with Swift right now is his ADP. The 211 in redraft is not that expensive. It could possibly change. It could change after, you know, the NFL draft. I can definitely see that exploding. Like, I could definitely see that being something like, oh, wow, they didn't draft another running back. You know, they're just going to rock with Williams. They're just going to rock with Kieran Johnson. So now we're looking at, you know, Swift to be the spearhead. Not saying he isn't, but there's concerns. This is where it gets dark. You want, you want to take a shot? Let's take a break here. Okay, we're going to do two things before you tell me the dark side of this whole thing. I want you – I want you. we already opened it. I want you to shotgun that beer. I'm going to hit two shots. I got to do an ad to pay some bills, and then we're going to hit it, okay? Can you shotgun a beer for me? No. Dude, we know we know each other how long now, right? Come on. Just fucking shotgun. Or anything to stab it with. Shotgun one beer. Stab it with your dick, bro. <laughs> I'll try you. not – are you not hard? Are you not a little hard? I'm always hard enough to stab a, a beer can with my dick if I need to, especially when you're on here. Look at you. You're beautiful. <laughs> no, so, fuck, dead. come on. Every time. I mean, I get the, I get, you oh know, I get the tingles down below just looking at your, your gorgeous face. They call you dagger dick now. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking That's hilarious. Like, if I, if I knew how to put my name on my screen right now, I would fucking throw that shit up there. <laughs> dagger dick. Dagger dick. Hang on. Oh, that was hilarious. No, I don't. I have, I have no idea how to do. I have no idea how to do any of this. I'm gonna take a couple of shots, finish a beer. I'm gonna pay the bills, and then we're gonna go. Let's have it. Let's make it happen. Let's do it. Mm. One, two. I'm actually gonna save that beer. Come on, you bitch! You just told me you're gonna fucking chug oh, a beer. God damn it! Don't be a little bitch. I drank a whole pyramid of beers already. I don't give a fuck. You're young. You can do that shit. Hey, you work on that, Sally. <laughs> Sip that fucking beer, Sally. Let me do this thing real quick um, so the people know. Pay the bills. Yeah, so 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 if you're watching here, what I want you to do is jump over on Instagram for just a hot minute. Go find at the Jersey Jungle. Um, these guys make beautiful fucking legit knit jerseys, and they're half the price of what you can get on NFL.com. 60 bucks for a jersey regular price. 
If you give them the TCK code, they're going to give you 10% off one jersey, 10% off two, or 15 off if you want a three-pack. LQ, that's three jerseys from these guys for the same price as one from NFL.com. They're all legit game jerseys. They make custom jerseys every sport in the world. All you really need, though, um, is a J.K. Dobbins and a Greg Roman. Get yourself a custom Greg Roman jersey. Make it the number 3,000 because he's the best that's ever fucking done it. Okay, go get these guys at the Jersey Jungle on Instagram. Just just reach out to them and tell you tell them what you want. They can make anything. They can make it beautiful. Make it happen. Um, tell them TCK sent you. Are you done with that beer, brother? Oh, I wasn't drinking. I was paying attention. I really want a jersey now. You sold me, bro. I'm gonna get that. You're gonna get that Greg Roman. What are you gonna get? What are you gonna get? Cam Akers, of course. Yeah, you would go get a Cam Akers, though. I guess. (laughs) I wonder why. Cam Akers a fucking bum, okay? It should have been somebody else, anybody else. I don't even care. Stop it. This ain't a Cam Akers episode, man. Yeah, you're right about that. We could get into that, but no, not right now. Where do you take Cam Akers, real quick? I take Cam Akers before Swift. I take Cam Akers before Gibson, and that's not saying a lot. So, if anything, my Where's he next to Dobbins? Where's he next to Dobbins? He is – well, for me, it's JT – Akers, Dobbins, Gibson, Swift. Got it. That's my order. That's my order for now. Well, since since Swift is five, tell me the dark side. What is it that bumps Swift down so low on your second year running back list? Why is he not going to fucking break out and be the stud that everybody's drafting him to be? Well, here is the problem. So we're looking at this offseason. We're looking at Detroit. We're seeing them sign guys. We're seeing them bring in Williams. We're seeing them, you know, just overall just not really making the moves that we want them to make. They couldn't keep Galladay. Jones is gone. So they have no wide receivers, just zero wide receivers. So you got to understand them. Wait, 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 wait. Quintez Cephas is a guy. (laughs) Tyrell Williams. (laughs) I'm glad. I'm glad this is video so you can see my face. Because no, it is not. And I'm glad you put that in. That's a nice little plug and play for where I'm going. Now you have that trade where you bring in Jared Goff. Jared Goff needed training wheels with Sean McVay. Sean McVay got rid of Goff because he is not a winning quarterback. There had never been a time where we asked Jared Goff to win a game for us. There's no heart. There's no type of just, you know, high quarterback IQ between Goff and, you know, the the plays or whatever. It just isn't there. So here's the problem now. You have no wide receivers. Golf is going from Cooper Cup, Robert Woods, Brandon Cooks at one point, and Van Jefferson, the rookie that's going to pop off next year. Just watch and see. Todd Gurley in a number one stud defense. But now you got him going to Detroit with no wide receivers, dead last defense, a coach that doesn't know how to be a head coach. That's now your offensive coordinator. This isn't good. This is bad. This is bad for an organization. This is bad for a team. Your defense did not get better. Your defense has been dead last always forever. So here's the thing. Golf is the captain of that ship. You're depending on golf to be good, to be serviceable for TJ Hawk to be great. You're depending on golf to have that IQ ability where Swift at to for the check down. You're depending on that for a bad team. They're overall not going to be able to move the ball. This team was bad with Stafford last year. Now we're flipping the script, new organization, new, you know, coaches, blah, blah, blah. 
that does play a factor. You're just making the question mark more bigger and bolder here because we don't know what these guys can do at all. These offseason moves doesn't make me feel like, you know, oh, wow, Swift has upside. He has this, you know, huge ceiling. Maybe he does, being that he's the only good offensive player there outside of TJ Hawk because TJ Hawk is going to be overworked. We've seen TJ Hawk get injured. We've seen him take blows. He's taking all these hits when, you know, Galladay's out or Marvin Jones is doing his thing over there or whatever the case may be. So if TJ Hawk's out, who else is going to catch the ball? How is that offense going to be moving? How are these first downs going to be made? These are questions that are going to have to come into factor of how you're going to invest in a fucking Detroit Lions fucking running back. Because the last time there was a thousand yard rusher was Reggie Bush with a thousand and six yards. So he barely did that. Before that, 04, a guy named Kevin Jones. Who the fuck is Kevin Jones? Kevin Jones was an Olympic sprinter. Okay. Okay, fuck you. (laughs) So you're telling me, here's my problem. You're telling me you're going to invest into a running back that plays for a team that is all hell right now, and they haven't produced a good running back in years. I don't care how good Swift is on tape. I don't care how good Swift looked with his, you know, partial, you know, responsibilities behind AP. It's fine. The numbers are great. My problem is, is that this team is bad, very bad. And Williams, Jamal Williams, don't sleep on him. He has the pass catching ability. He has the goal line experience as well because he was right behind you with Aaron Jones. He was there with those touches. He had 14 goal line touches. That is nothing to be slept on. So Jamal Williams is a guy that you have to worry about somewhat when it comes to just pestering. It's not much of his you know, volume that's going to hurt Swift. It's just the pestering touches that Wait, he doesn't need to have. Is Jamal Williams a lion? Yes. God, that one went right the fuck over. Correct. <laughs> yes. Jesus Christ. Yeah, Williams was a, was a pain in the ass when Aaron fucking Jones was ahead of him. Aaron Jones mm-hmm. is, a, is a far better back than DeAndre yeah. Swift. That's a great point there. I had exactly. no idea. Yes, exactly. So, therefore, with all these question marks, I cannot, and I repeat, I cannot in redraft invest in a Lions running back in the second round again because we've all been burned by Kieran Johnson that one year that he popped off all these hype hopes redraft. He went as high as like the second round me. I took him in like the end of the third round and one of my redraft leagues that are here, here at home. And that was embarrassing because I went against my own word. I do not invest high on a fucking Detroit Lions running back. Never. If anything, I, I said, that's all you need to get out of. They don't produce good running backs. They don't produce good much of anything. Okay? Exactly. I'm a Michigan boy. I guess it's my quote-unquote hometown team right now. I think they're fucking garbage, and there's a good yeah. reason. I think they might, you know, they they might tickle with that 0-16, be the first team to do it twice. 0-17 now. 0-17. Oh, Jesus Christ. 0-17. First in history. First in history. That, that would be very fucking impressive. Bro, um, look, yes. That's the thing. Like, the team is bad. Overall, the it's bad. You know what so I mean? I, I really think that we're really depending on – you know, golf to be good. Lynn actually know what the hell he's doing. Like the overall team last year was bad. They had a low third down percentage, very bad. They had only 1499 yards from the rushing game overall from three, four running backs, whoever was back there. They just aren't a good team. They did not get better in the off season at all. Like, I don't care what addition you think was a good signing. Like they just overall didn't get better. That defense didn't get better. Nothing got better. So the best thing they did was coaching off offensive coordinator that's about it that's the only plus i can come out of this conversation with i like uh 
I've just lost my goddamn train of thought. Look, I I, oh, I like that trade. I like the golf trade because of the future picks that they they picked up. Because everybody knows, everybody in the fucking organization knows they're rebuilding, which means they're fucking terrible right now. Yeah. They made that trade so that they could be better later. Unfortunately, your fantasy football season is happening in 2021. Right. Yeah. Like you can't wait. If you're in a dynasty league, maybe, right? Maybe you can get this guy at a discount and a couple, two, three years down the line, this team starts to come together if they build it right. But that's a big if because the Lions have never been good at building a team. Exactly. So you want to draft that high for a running back for a rebuild right now? God, fuck no. no. Fuck, no. sell this motherfucker. Sell, you know, he's being drafted everywhere, everywhere. He's he's the second one of these guys off the list behind Jonathan Taylor. In my startup, I think Jonathan Taylor went like 108 and DeAndre Swift went like 202 or something. Like it was wow. a real stupid high number. Save your, save your picks, guys. Save your. I think oh, yeah. I'm going to win this league. It's with uh, the commission boys or something. I don't know. They do mm-hmm. some stuff with Sky who runs this this outfit here that we're doing but uh nice i'm gonna win that league it's a it's a 50 dollars league it's a decent little league i'm gonna win it this yeah. year i'll bet you i'll bet you don't bet me bet him <laughs> no i want to bet you and if i win you have to come on the show and do it naked no 100 no i'll let you wear a fucking banana hammock i want to see that big beautiful chest out there though i want to see those pecs baby Yo, show no. me the pecs do you have a real deal fantasy tattoo. No, not yet. What the fuck are you doing, man? Big yeah. across the chest. Maybe that's the bet. You, you, you. Hell no. If, if I win, <laughs> you fucking tattoo dagger dick across your chest. <laughs> no, if you lose, you got to get that tattooed right across the pub line. <laughs> oh, the wife would really love that. She's just kind of creeping down. Oh, that'd be great. Dagger I may never dick. get that again. What am I kidding? I'm married. I don't fucking get it anyway. <laughs> You're married. What's your sex life like? Uh, she's Puerto Rican, so very active. <laughs> very nice. <laughs> she got that Puerto Rican booty. You don't uh, have to tell. It was a rude question. I apologize for asking. You know, there's a level of respect that we should maintain. We could talk about each other's dicks all day. Okay, <laughs> but uh, wife's ass, inappropriate. You eat that ass? I'm sorry. Let's not talk about it. Yeah, let's not talk about like another level, bro. This is my show now. I can say whatever I want. I don't have to keep decorum because I'm oh, guest hosting yeah. on your show. That is true. That is true. Speak, look, let me tell you something about. Um, so you you had to hit man right from the fantasy yeah. footballers on your show. Yep. Last year you played a game of mine. I invented a fantasy football game, by the way, people. It's amazing. It's called Three in the Pink, Two in the Stink, right? You played this game. You were really bad at it. Really bad. Really bad. bad. But but I say this because... I don't think I understood the game. I think that's that's why. Yeah, great excuse. (laughs) Great great fucking excuse. You got to prepare those excuses ahead of time. Um, Look, somebody, somebody, Sky totally agrees with your take. And Tyler Moss, God only oh, knows yeah. what Tyler Moss is ever doing. Tyler Moss, who knows? Look, so so in, I, I took that game three in the pink, two in the stink. And I'm a very crude person, okay? my So my game is crude. The rules are written in such a way that's real. It's named three in the pink, two in the stink for fuck's sake. And I invited all the guys from the fantasy footballers 
Um, and, and I've done it for a few years. And this year I got a response. And the response went something like, um, not only will we not be participating, but I think it's an absolutely inappropriate whatever. And they just went on and on about how, like, I'm ruining the industry with my crassness, right? Like, are you kidding me? No, I'm not fucking kidding you. They think I'm inappropriate and they don't think I have a place in the fantasy football industry. I didn't. All I said back was that I appreciate your feedback. I mean, what do you say to that? Uh, oh, well. I guess that's that's a nice way to respond. Because I'm a good person. Yeah, you, you could have went negative that way. I mean, you could have been like, "No, fuck you." <laughs> like, yeah, you this is this is fantasy, goddamn football for Christ's sake. Fantasy real to me. <laughs> Get off my nut, man. Anyway, not. I love their show. Maybe maybe they could uh, loosen up a little bit. Is all I'm saying. <laughs> I noticed you didn't have a pyramid of beers in the background when you did that show. So, hey, know. I think I no, I didn't actually. I did it a week later after that. That's when I had a party, but that's a no whole another. I'm gonna take one more of these shots with you. I fully expect here's a, here's two things that I expect from you, sir. We're pretty much done with the show. Okay, mm-hmm. our content is pretty much over. Basically, go draft J.K. Dobbins, sell DeAndre Swift. Yep. That's all you need to know. We're just going to shoot the shit for a little bit longer. If you're hanging out, cool, cool. If you're not, whatever. LQ, here's two things that I expect from you in the very near future, okay? Yep. This is what I expect in the very near future. Number one, I expect you to invite me into your home league. Number two, I expect an invite to your house where I can stay with you and your Puerto Rican wife for a week (laughs) and draft with you guys, okay? I won't mention the booty, okay? (laughs) I promise I will lock the door when I jerk off. Fine. I expect those two things. I've been telling the guys on my podcast for a couple of years now that if I could join anybody's fantasy league, I, I want it to be yours. Oh, fine. I mean, mostly because I think your takes are fucking stupid and I can beat you. I'm kidding. All right, thank you. But, <laughs> but I have a Jersey league that I'm trying to, it's a Jersey dynasty league, a $75 buy-in and, uh, it's a live draft. So I'm definitely thinking about doing that, putting that together. But it's going to be, you know, probably in July because like August, I'm like fucking smack dab of fucking everything in my life happening. But I'll even be vaccinated by then. Come on. Fuck COVID. But uh, in July, I'm thinking about doing something like uh, doing something that like towards the end. Live draft in person in Jersey. In the mm-hmm. armpit of America? Yes, sir. Dirty jerseys. I get to come to your basement bar? Yeah, of course. Of course. So I'm definitely trying to put that together. See, you know, the local people that are, like, close. New York, not, PA, Delaware. I'm not close. How far are you? Like, Oh, Michigan. obviously, you're, like, three hours. Oh, no. Not three hours. Somebody's More than that. Really? I don't know how far Michigan is. I don't do geography. I do fantasy football. Damn, Michigan is probably like longer than three hours. Actually, I'm thinking about it. Probably like six, seven. It's up there. You could just come get me. No. <laughs> Look, if you come out here, you drive out here to come get me. We'll. This is what we'll do. Okay, we'll put a phone on a dash, and we'll just do an entire. We'll live stream the whole drive back. Wait, hold up. Perfect. Are you going to Cane? Excuse me. The Expo, the Fantasy Football Expo. I don't know anything about it. I haven't been Holy invited. I'm not well respected. I'm not well respected in this industry. I'm too crass. Oh my god! 
You asshole. So there's a fantasy football expo, August 15th. You, I'm going to send you the link. You okay. have to go. We're having like a Saturday. We're doing a flag football league. We're doing a, a live draft. We're doing like a analyst draft. And uh, I think the event is Sunday, like 10 o'clock till four. So, yeah, you're coming. Write it down. Send it to me. All right, then. I'll send you the link right after this and then uh, buy your ticket and full send it. Hey, since there are still people watching, give me one rookie running back that is not obvious. Like, we're not talking Etienne or or Najee Harris. One rookie running back do you like? I don't know how much you do rookies. Do you do a lot of rookie stuff? Uh, Like, my rookie stuff doesn't kick up until now. So you don't know. Huh? So you don't know. Not really. Like, I mean, Michael Carter is the guy that I've been looking at, you know, lately. He's definitely looking like a nice fit, you know, somewhere in Atlanta or something like that. Or, you know, Kenneth Gamewell. These are the two running backs that I just started, like, really looking at. Like, I like Gamewell a lot. I could see him in Atlanta as well, too. But You know where Gamewell's going? Where? He's going to go to Denver, and he's going to take the Eckler role behind Melvin Gordon when Eckler played with Melvin Gordon, obviously. Ugh. No, I don't like that. The Philip Lindsay role, I guess, is what it is. I yeah, it's not it. a great landing spot, but I think it's going to be a great spot for the team. I mean, look at Gibson, look at Henderson. Like, like they're running backs. They produce good running backs over there in Memphis. So it's like he needs a starting job, at least a shot. Gibson couldn't even get on the field as a running back when this kid was playing. Yeah, but now look at him now in Washington. He's he's killing <sighs> it. Stud. He's stud. So I feel like he needs a he needs a shot to be a starter. You know, Henderson didn't really get a shot, but. He had his opportunities. I just don't think he was fully ready to take on that starting job. And then now we draft the Cam Makers and kind of put that to bed. So it is what it is. But I think, you know, Gamewell should get his shot, definitely. But only two of the running backs that I think, you know, that are like obviously like being looked over because they're not the big names is, you know, Michael Carter and Gainwell. Honestly, like they're probably like the fourth, fifth running back even mentioned, you know, behind these guys. So. Those are the two guys I'm probably going to be looking for in the draft of, you know, landing spots. And then if I'm going to think about drafting them in Dynasty, like how high or even in redraft, you know, I might take my shot. I took a shot on Gibson. No, why not take a shot on Gainwell? You know what I mean? Why not? Let me give you let me give you a fourth round name. Not to toot my own horn, but I told everybody to draft James Robinson last year. (laughs) No, you didn't. uh, My tape fucking my tape study was great. Fuck you. Uh, you Go back and watch the tape. (laughs) Lucas will tell you. I think you know Lucas. Do you know? Hell Lucas? yeah, I know Lucas. Yeah, Lucas will tell you. Okay, yeah, you I had James Robinson. Yes, yes. Oh my god, let me grab a beer real quick. That's bullshit. Please do. <laughs> I swear to where? Where are you, fucking Lucas? Are you watching? Pay attention. Tell this asshole. That's bullshit. His Senior Bowl tape was amazing, and coming out of that Senior Bowl, I was all over James Robinson. Here's a guy who is a fourth-round rookie draft guy who is probably not going to be drafted, um, but I think his skill set could be elite given the opportunity in the NFL. Uh, He played for the University of Louisiana Lafayette, the Raging Cajuns. He was part of a three-headed monster machine. Uh, His name is Elijah Mitchell. Write it down. Write it down. So in a year from now, when I tell you I fucking said Elijah Mitchell's name, (laughs) you're not going to say some shit. I'll remember that name. Write it down. Elijah Mitchell. He's going to be – he could be 
given an opportunity. So he's probably not going to end up due to injury due to, you know, other miscellaneous shit. Yeah, if, if fucking somebody gets COVID eight times in a row, like Ryquel Armstead did last year, maybe Elijah Mitchell will be. Hold up. Is he still alive? Like, what the fuck? Yeah, he, did. he is. He's still on the Jags, too. He's still good. Oh, my God. And now right I was telling people about. Elijah Mitchell. I've got him rated above guys like Trey Sermon from Ohio State. Um, I have him and Chris Evans neck and neck. Uh, you know, that kid out of Michigan who – people kind of like but uh, i think elijah mitchell could be something elijah mitchell okay I i'm like gonna it. turn off the live broadcast now we're not really we're not doing anything we're just hanging out so we can hang out backstage there you let go me, let me close it okay this is what is this show what which channel are we on the tck the candlestick kids we're, we're, we're trying to get this thing going over here come check us out subscribe please everywhere that you can we do shows two days a week right now. There are four of us that kind of tag team trade off. Hey, next week I'm bringing on the boys from Fantasy In Session to do another version of this. I told them to pick a couple of rookies. You know those guys. Good dudes as well. Um, should be a lot of fun. That's next week, Thursday, I think it is. But every Tuesday and Thursday, somebody's on doing something. We did our first mock draft last night uh, on the channel. That was a lot of fun too. So subscribe everywhere. Uh, the website's tckpod.com. We're going to make it better. It's not great yet. Um, YouTube channel is hopefully where you're watching this right now. You can catch me at DweezeNutsAllZs. No S's. I really wish it said my name under my face. You're going to have to show me how to do that after we turn <laughs> off the air. Um, this was TCK Pod, episode number 377. So 400, I hope we do something fun for. I don't know. It's not up to me, um, but we'll see. We'll see. Maybe Dick's out on that one. I've been trying to get dicks out on this channel for a while. I think it might really drive up our viewership. Um, LQ, <laughs> LQ, Real Deal Fantasy, we appreciate you coming on, man. If you want to do whatever, one more whatever plug, tell the people whatever you want to tell them about who you are, what you represent. Do that before I hit the end broadcast button. Hey, you can find me at Real Deal Fantasy HQ on Instagram. You can find me at Real Deal Fantasy on Twitter, Facebook. You can catch me everywhere, you know, where there's social media. I'm on TikTok, unfortunately. I'm on uh, yeah. you know, Clubhouse. What hey, the man. fuck is Clubhouse? Clubhouse is an iPhone thing. It's basically where you go to have conversations. It doesn't necessarily have to be, you know, fantasy content. There's no video, so it's just all audio. So it's a good place to have conversations with a large group of people. So. You can find me there via the fantasy as well. Awesome, man. Hey, I appreciate you coming on. You were Hell right yeah. about DeAndre Swift and the Detroit Lions. They fucking suck. Um, look, man, we're going to keep it going, but uh, yeah, whatever. Show's over. Fuck off. <laughs> Peace. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.